I got this uh, list from Keith Moore one time. And we're actually going to talk tonight about humility and what it is. Why would you even want it? Is there a benefit? What is humility? What is meekness? What do all these words mean? So we're going to get into humility and what it is and what it isn't. Because I have so many people look at me and say, well, if you're a Christian, shouldn't you be meek? I think what they're referring to is weak. The word meek means teachable. I'm teachable. Now, the word humble, that, boy, what a word. If I say I'm humble, then I can't be humble because you'd be full of pride to say you were humble. But yet in the Bible, Moses said he was humble, and he's the one that wrote it. So we know that Moses wasn't humble because he said he was humble. Never mind. So the fact is, is that these words, people have not understood them, what they mean, and, and, and how to walk in them, especially when the Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he'll lift you up. Wouldn't you want to know what it was? And would it be a good thing to be humble, or does that mean that you're, you know, kind of like a doormat? No, you're not at all. So we're going to get into what it actually means we're going to study what pride is a little bit and, and, and um, how to spot it. And so in Galatians chapter 3, um, chapter 6, verse 3, I want to go over the four in you realities. Now, what is an in you reality? An in you reality is what you are without Jesus. That's an in you reality. Now, Paul deals with these four realities in the Gospels, and we're going to go over them so that you can better understand in him realities, so we would know who we are in him. And the first reality, there's four of them. The first one is, is well, let me just read the, the first one, 6, 3. Um, For if anyone thinks himself to be something when he's nothing, he deceives himself. So the first in you reality is that without him, you're nothing. Now, where we're going with this is we're going to deal with pride. There's a certain element of I'm going to fix it. What am I going to do about this situation? It is, it is very difficult to trust God when you think you've got to do his job. It, it, um, humility is easy and it's fun because your faith is in God, not in you. So in order for you to get your eyes off yourself, you have to have some in you realities. So without him, without you being born again, without you knowing Jesus, he said, you are a nothing. That means zero. Now, when the Bible says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, we understand that's pre-Jesus, pre-you being born again. But it is a true statement. So often, the problems we're having in life is because you're not trusting God. So without you being saved, now, I want you, now we're going to go to the who you are in Christ. Ephesians chapter 2, just turn the page to the right and you'll be there. One page over. 2, 8. 
by grace you were saved through faith, not of yourself, it is a gift of God. Your salvation is 100% a gift from God. What you are in Christ was totally Jesus. You didn't add anything to it. Now, let me finish reading this. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that you should walk in them. Now, God decided, see, in church, I'm constantly telling you, I can do all things through Christ. You're somebody. You're awesome. You're great. Well, that's all true in Jesus. But without Jesus, don't get the big head. You're not all that. None of us are. And I think sometimes when we're using the word faith in God, we're kind of like really meaning faith in God and some of me too. I'm going to help a little bit. And that's where the worry comes from. That's where, can I use this word? That's where arguing and fighting and all of that is coming from in your life because, because you don't realize that if it wasn't for Jesus, and now when we're in the worship services, I want you to see you worshiping him as though without him you're, you're slap nothing and you're a nobody. I was talking to a black man one day. And I said, the black race is a failure. And he got mad. And I said, so is a white race. I said, we don't have a race problem. We, have a sin. we don't have a skin problem. We have a sin problem. All white people are bad. All, all of them. They're all bad. All blacks are bad. All Puerto Ricans are bad. All Mexicans are bad. They're all, everybody's bad. There's none of this we youth stuff. I mean, is without him, ain't none of us would have made it. So we're not here magnifying, I was born in the Bahamas. Who gives a rip? I'm Bahamian. I'm from Georgia. Who, all Georgians are sinners. All Floridians are sinners. And, and especially the ones from New York. Dear God, they're worth No, they're, they're. But the problem with us is that we seem to get our identity somewhere other than Jesus Christ. If you want to brag on anything, you brag on what God did in Christ inside of you. That's the only bragging right I have. All right, now, now people come to me all the time. Pastor, you did a great sermon. And I know you think I'm being humble, and I am. I'm going to give him the glory. Because I'm going to prove to you that without him, I was dumb as a rock. All of us are. If you're learning anything, give him glory. If you have become anything, give him glory. I like the football players, and when they make the touchdown, they bow and go. And I, we understand they've, they've worked. They've tried. They, we understand they went to boot. We understand they didn't get that way by themselves, that they actually worked. But I'll tell you what, everything they are, when, when we get to heaven, and there's a scripture in the Bible, and it is true. You're going to get a crown for what you did until you meet Jesus, and it's coming off. And you're going to go, I ain't wearing this in your presence. Because everything I am and everything I ever will be 
is because of you. I might be the righteousness of God. I might be his workmanship, but I'm his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. And so if you don't like me, uh, talk to him about it because he made me. If someone don't like you, you know, sometimes this will help you get a little bit of self-confidence. Because if, if people don't like you, they're blaming God for the mistake he made. The, the bad stuff is me, the good stuff is him, and let's glory in the good. Because he ain't finished with me, and I know he ain't finished with you. Amen. This stops a whole lot of trouble in church and families and, and marriage and all, all kind of good stuff. Okay. All right. Number two, 1 Corinthians 8. Go to 1 Corinthians 8. Verse 2, if anyone thinks he knows anything, he knows nothing. I'm going to get on this one. We're going to have fun with this one. Go to John 14 now. Go to John 14. John 14. I'm going to explain to you right now why people know more than others. Do you want to know? I'm not going to tell you until you all say, I want to know. Uh, that's good. All right, now listen to me. Listen to me. Your knowledge is 100% God gave it to you. But he didn't give it to you because you're smart. He gave it to you because you're humble. The moment any human humbles himself under the mighty hand of God, God will talk to you about what you need to know. But anytime someone does not humble themselves, God won't talk to you at all. So everybody in this room, I want you to know something. If it hadn't have been for humility, you wouldn't even have the hunger to be here tonight. He gave you the hunger you have. That's a powerful thing, isn't it? Grace is God giving you an ability that you see, we, we say this, we, we say this, I found the Lord. You weren't looking for God. But the moment that, that you turned your heart at all, he met you. You could be ignorant and he met you. You could be stupid and he met you. You could be wicked as the devil and he'll meet you. Because, he, because the knowledge that he gave you to even be born again came from him. Had he not given you the faith to get saved and the knowledge of what Jesus, you'd have been walking around like a, like, like, like a, 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 a caveman eating bugs. That's just about how smart people. Now, if you think I'm lying, look at the world right now. Well, you know, a girl could be a boy. That's called a moron. But that's what happens to a debased mind. Romans 1 said that if you don't have a thankful heart, he'll turn you over to a debased mind. I mean, they're crazy as they can pot and getting worse, don't we? But y'all aren't. You say, well, they, why, why is it they don't know nothing? Because everybody outside of Jesus don't know nothing. Amen. Now, what about levels? Levels of spiritual knowledge all come from humility. You were in a church, and 
One day you heard about the baptism of the Holy Ghost and the pastor told you that was the devil, but your heart went out to God and he showed you truth. Or you wouldn't have learned it. The Bible says his eyes roam to and fro throughout the earth, seeking someone to show himself strong in behalf. I mean, the minute, I mean, you could be in India in the middle of a jungle and go, I want to know you, and God would show up. Now, that gets rid of the problem. What about all them people that didn't hear the gospel? Their heart turns, God will find them. There was a story I heard years ago about a guy in Africa that he walked out by a river one day and he said, I don't know who the God is that made this river, but I want to know you. I don't know who the God is that made the stars, but I want to know you. I don't know who is God, but I want to know you. An angel walked up to him in the village, and this bright-looking this bright man walked up and said, there's a man coming in here riding on a white elephant will tell you about the real God, and he disappeared. And in India, in England, a man there, the Lord said, I want you to go, it was Africa, I want you to go to Africa, and I want you to go to a certain, certain village, I want you to preach the gospel there. God sent somebody, because one man stepped on a river and said, I want to know. I'm going to tell you something. I got born again. Listen, I'm going to just don't, get, don't throw anything. I didn't even have a church. And I learned why I had a hunger for God. A lot of people even go to church don't know. But it isn't because they're not hearing it. They're not hearing it. Because their heart is not where it needs to be. That's, see, humble is the word submissive. It's when you go... You're God and I'm not. I want to know. I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is in life. You ask him. Seek. You will find. Not. It will be open. All knowledge, all, all spiritual knowledge. This is the reason why. Now, now, now is when you're going to, don't, don't throw anything at me. Why do you have people that are in ministry and they don't know anything? They've never humbled themselves under the mighty hand of God. Going to school didn't make you. We got kids in this church that are teenagers got more sense than some preachers I know. And I'm not throwing down on the preacher, but I'm going to tell you, the minute that man turns his heart to God, God will talk to him. When I was in St. Thomas this year, last year, I'm sitting on the beach, and I'm looking at beautiful, God, the place beautiful. Look at the mountains and the ocean and and, and all the people running around playing, and I said, God, all these people are going to hell. I said, should I not be doing something? He said, enjoy your vacation. They're not asking. Honey, they're not asking. I'm not responsible to, to, to convince a person who's not asking. That's why you know people, and you've talked to them until you're blue in the face, and they still don't know squat. They're not asking. The responsibility is not on you. Pray that they would get a hunger. Pray that they would start asking. Pray that they would want to know you. But you can't, you can't cram. You, you can lead a horse to the water. You can lead a man. But you can't make them. That's why we have a nation and the mess that it's in. But even right now in Muslim nations, people are seeking God, and Jesus is showing up. Big revival going on in Iraq and Iran. Big revival going on in China. Big revival going on in India and Africa right now. A massive revival because the people there are hungry and God is showing up. Now, in America, we got people here, they're not asking. And they don't know and they never will know. 
I'm doing pretty good. John 16, I told you to turn there. Verse 12. This answers the question, doesn't it? I still have many things to say to you, but you can't bear them now. They weren't born again. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he's going to guide you in all truth. He's not only going to speak his own authority. Whatever he hears, he'll speak. He'll even tell you things to come. He will glorify me. He'll take what's mine and show it to you. Why? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I know people that he didn't do that to. Yeah, you do. They didn't ask. They're not looking. They're not seeking. We have churches in America today. Ah, we have Jesus, we have God. Don't bring that Holy Ghost stuff. Holy Ghost ain't stuff, baby. Holy Ghost is God. Amen. Holy Ghost don't come walking in your church. You are ignorant as a rock because it is the Holy Ghost who wrote the Bible. It is the Holy Ghost that made you born again, got you born again. It is the Holy Ghost that takes the Spirit of God on the inside of you and takes the Word and makes it live to your soul. If the Holy Ghost ain't talking to you, you don't know nothing. That's why you can pray in the Spirit and you'll go, on oh, Shandai, all of a sudden I had a thought. I think I got the answer to my prayer. Uh, yeah, and you, you right, right, listen, right before you started praying that way, you didn't know either. I mean, you, you, you read your, God read in my Bible, and I don't get nothing out of my Bible when I read. Well, quit reading it in Greek, quit reading Hebrew and read it in the Holy Ghost. You want to know more? Quit acting like you already know it all. Because by God, you don't. I'm the smartest person I know, and I'm dumb. I'm going to say something humbly. I know more than 99% of the people you ever met in your life. And I still don't know much. I'm ashamed at how little I know. Now, you say, well, you can't say that. that. That's pride. No, I'm humble. But I'm telling you what, I've learned some stuff. I wish a lot of people would learn some stuff. But if I don't know it, you go to God and he'll show it to you. Now, I had a lot of good teachers, but I'm going to tell you something. I went to Raymond with people that left, and they didn't know nothing when they got there, and they didn't know nothing when they left. How do you sit under a man like that and, and walk out ignorant? I don't have any idea. But the Bible says those who hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. And we need to get hungry for God and quit being hungry for all kind of other stuff. Amen. Well, glory to God. Okay, I have another scripture in here. Okay, 1 Corinthians 13. I'm preaching better than y'all, amen, but y'all are doing pretty good. Y'all are doing pretty good. But when I get out of here, y'all won't be so ignorant. Don't get offended at truth. Don't let truth offend you. If the Bible says you ain't nothing, just don't say, well, without Jesus, I'm just nothing. That's, you're not, you're not, God knew that when he found it. I told him when I got born again, I said, you saved me and you know how I am. I'm, gonna, I'm going to be a very difficult project for you. And we need to set that straight right now. Because if I ain't doing next good next week and next month or next year, I want to let you warn, I'm warning you. I'm a handful, God. And you saved me and you said that, that he who began a good work, I'm leaving it up to you to do a good work. Because if you're relying on me, <laughs> we ain't going nowhere. You see, I got born again, I was barefoot. 
I got born again. I got one pair of blue jeans. I got, I mean, I got, I, I had some hush puppies that had holes in the bottle. I had a shirt and had a zipper missing out of it. I had a car and it didn't run. I Listen, I know what I had when I got saved and it was nothing. And the reason it was nothing is because nothing makes nothing. And I was just nothing with no sense. The reason you do drugs is you ain't got no sense. Reason you drink, you ain't got no sense. The reason why you do half the stuff, well, if you want some brains, you get the mind of Christ, pick up a Bible, pray in the Holy Ghost, and he'll start teaching you some stuff. And then you don't have to walk around going, man, I used to be so ignorant. People talk all the time, you from Georgia. Honey, let me tell you something. I've been all over this earth. The only intelligent people I have ever met are Christians. I don't care where they are. And everybody that ain't, they ain't too smart. I don't care whether you're from Georgia or Alabama or Kentucky. Kentucky. We make jokes about them. Somebody said to me, they said, I think it was Mark Hankins, he said, the toothbrush was, if it was made any other, uh, it had to have been made in Arkansas. Because if it had been made anywhere else, it would be a teeth brush. <laughs> That's just... <laughs> Never mind. Y'all get that? All right. All right. First Corinthians 13, 1. Though I speak with tongues of men and angels, shandai, shandai, and I don't have love, I'm a bunch of sounding brass clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and I have all knowledge and I have all the faith in the world and I don't have, and I can move mountains, I don't have love, I still ain't nothing. I still ain't nothing. The love of God, where the love of God come? The love of God, shed abroad in your heart by God the Holy Ghost. Now, I'm saying all this because it's so easy for you and I to compare ourselves. I sure am glad I'm doing better than you. You know why I love this guy? Well, I used to be exactly like him. And I remember that it was the Lord that lifted me. A good man reaches down picks people up. When he takes you up, that position is so you can reach below you and say, come up here, I'm going to help you. Come on up here, I'm going to help you get up there. Hopefully, the people above me will go, I need to help you. <laughs> you do, because without your help, I ain't going anywhere. That's what love does. So we need to get through the, with the finger pointing, right? Without him, you, can, you ain't nothing. Without him, you don't know nothing. And what you know, wake up every morning and go, glory. That what I know, God has taught me a lot. And he's got more to teach you if you'll stay humble. We're going to get into humble in a minute. We ain't got there yet. Number three, 1 Corinthians 4, 7. 1 Corinthians 4, 7. We're gonna, I'm waving to Mac Daddy for, for last. 4, 7. For he who, for who makes you different from another? And what do you have? You didn't receive it. Everything you have, someone gave it to you. God gave it to you. And it wasn't because you were awesome. And we'll stay here a minute. We're going to veg. Well, I got this. I just told you I was smart. 
But I ain't bragging. You ain't, don't look at me. I ain't bragging on me. I, I'm telling you what. I remember living in Georgia and coming home. And, then, and that night I went home, met Jesus. And the next night he said, he started talking to me. And I, I mean, he got me a job. And I didn't even know how to keep it after one day. I walked in. I almost got fired the first three minutes I was at work. And that's called stupid. God goes, you are not a stupid thing. But he helped me, and he got me a job. And then he helped me keep it. And then he got me a raise. And then he got me some money. And then he got me out of there. And then he got me to Tulsa. And he put people around me that taught me. I did not do that. I did not get me to Oklahoma. I did not get me to Ramah. I did not get that car. I did not get that job. I did not get the wisdom I have. God gave me everything that I have. Then he gave me the Holy Ghost. And taught me how to pray in other tongues. Then he gave me righteousness so I could go in the throne room of God. Then he gave me healing. And then he gave me a wife. And then he gave her a great husband. But everything that you have is God gave it to you as a gift. Then he gave us ministers their gifts. We didn't have Joyce. We didn't have Kenneth. We didn't have Kenneth Hagin. If we didn't have John Bevere, if we didn't have, we wouldn't know squat. But God gave us men of God, and he gave them wisdom, and he gave them anointing. Kenneth Copeland was an overweight, fat, broke pilot when Jesus found him. Divorced. Joyce Meyer says she was a hot pants wearing female dog. Her words. Nasty mouthed woman. Until God got her and said, Joyce, clean you up, baby. Come on, I've got to use you for something. So when you look at her, you need to go, God is good. If God will do it for Joyce, I do it for me. Now, see, there's hope for you. Because just look at me. Kenneth Hagin made a statement when we were at Ramah. He said, you ought to outdo anything I've ever done. I went. Way. You're a mighty man of God. Jesus put him where he is. There's a saying that we have. You know what? What, what do you know when you ride down the road and see a turtle on a fence post? Somebody put him there. Because that turtle ain't got on that fence all by himself. But see, that's how we know. When, I, when you look at me, I want you to ride around and say, Pastor Morgan, he's a turtle on a fence post. Because somebody put him there. Because I know him. If it was up to his brains, if it was up to him, he would never make it. <laughs> God is good. So everything that you have now, don't be walking around talking about I. I. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. We don't want to know what you're going to do. All right, now, now, now this helps you with other people. Because you look at him and go, you know, Joe over there, he's kind of ignorant. I'm riding down the road one day, right after I got born again. This guy's on the radio preaching that, that tongues is of the devil. And I started running my mouth. And God said, shut up and pray for him. That man's ignorant because ain't nobody ever asked God to help that poor sucker. He said, now you, would, you wouldn't have no sense if I didn't help you, so shut up. I'm going. 
Come running around thinking I'm all that hot because I know something that old guy don't know. But I, but I, I, I didn't realize this, but he was a point one and I was a point two. I mean, neither one of us had any sense. How many, how, how many of y'all ever looked at someone and thought, I'm doing a lot better than you all? We charismatic, faith and word. We talk in tongue, baby. God. We, we tithe. We give us. You dumb as a rock if it weren't for Jesus. That's what you is. But see, the, the point is, is that when it talks about we give him glory, we give him glory. We give him glory. And, and, and if he got you where you are, could it be he could take you on? Could, okay, come on, somebody. Could it be? That it's going to be possible if he started and got you here. I mean, you when you got saved, you didn't know nothing, and yet he got you where you are. Now that you've learned a few things in life, is it possible he could actually help you a little bit better? Actually, oh, yeah. But even the stuff you don't know, he knows you don't know. And he says, I will help you. Fear not. I will help you. Why? Because you need help. <laughs> All right, now I'm just now getting started. John 15, 5. I think this is the Mac Daddy. Well, we, we ain't got to, I didn't say we're in the sermon yet. I mean. John 15, 5. I'm the vine, you is a branch. If you abide in me and I in you, you bear much fruit. Without me, you ain't doing nothing. Now, we have to talk about the will of God now a little bit. Sometimes when you find yourself running into a wall, remember this scripture. Without me, you ain't going nowhere. God has a plan, and he has grace for the plan. But he don't have grace for nothing but that plan. So if you work in a job and there ain't no money in it, go find out what the job you're supposed to be in. Now, when I, when I did Air Mobile Ministries, I'm going to tell you, I liked it better than here. That had no money. This one did. So God said, get under the spout where the blessings are coming out, because I sent you to that brook, and the birds are arriving at that brook, and if you aren't at that brook, you ain't getting fed. And I went, think I'll go to that brook. See, I have plans. Ain't none of them ever worked. <laughs> That's why when people say to me sometimes, are we going to do so-and-so? I said, well, let's just go see what happens. I've done a bunch of stuff God went. Mm -mm. And I went, we ain't doing it. Because you want me to pay for it. I ain't got that kind of money. But anything he's in, let me say it to you another way. If you're in the military and they tell you to get in that, that Humvee and go to that mountain, they'll get your food and your ammo to you. 
But if you offer, no, nah, nah, I ain't going that. I'm going to go over here. Well, you're going to run out of bullets and run out of food. You're going to run out of everything in about an hour, and then you're going to be on the radio going, hey, boss man, I mean, I'm like down here, and like I ain't got no food or no ammo. Where are you, private? Well, I'm down here in the swamp. I didn't tell you to go to the swamp. I told you to go to the hill. No wonder you're starving to death. Now do what I told you. I got a friend, he's got a church, and he's on, um, what's those drugs to keep you from cr going crazy? Yeah, they, oh, oh, all, of the, all of them. He's on all kinds of mental drugs. Well, he ought not have picked a town to go in and without asking God and start building a church God didn't tell him to build. So now he don't preach on the baptism because nobody likes it. He don't preach on the Holy Ghost. They don't like it. Then, then he, don't preach on, he don't preach on giving because they don't like it. And anything they don't like, he has to do because his faith is in people. But if God told him to go there, he'd just go to God and say, you told me to come here and I'm going to preach the word and you backed me up. Y'all didn't know I was a heathen, did you? Lisa tells me sometimes, you ought to dance. I ain't never going to do all that stuff again. That's the old man. <laughs> without me, without me. Now, how are you planning on getting someone saved when God said, I'm going to send you the Holy Ghost, and he's going to help you witness so if you're witnessing without him, it might be why the only people getting born again in your church are your relatives. Oh, we don't need that. We don't need no miracle. Jesus did. We don't need the gifts of the Spirit. Jesus did. Paul did. Do you? Yeah, you do too. We're telling God what you don't need. We can get this job done without you. You need to get under the spout where the blessings are falling out. There's a book out there called Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits. If you're having a tough life, read it. If you've lost your peace, go find it. Follow peace, follow love, follow joy. When they disappear, go, where'd you go? Where'd you go? How am I doing, Paul? Okay, that's good. I'm doing this whole sermon just for you, you know. I'm just trying to help you out as much as I can. Go to Proverbs 6. 16. What is pride? What is pride? Pride is I will. Pride is I will. Now, you might, I will, if you say, I will obey God, I will follow God, I will do what he said. So here's, the, here's how grace works. You couldn't even get saved without grace. So when your heart is right, he asks you to do what is impossible, which is to be saved. But once your heart's right, then he gives you the grace to do what you couldn't do. Everything in Christianity is impossible. 
Okay. You go to the walls of Jericho. Without the shout, you're going to need a bulldozer. And you're going to have to raise money to buy one. You're going to create a man-made project to get the work of God done. Does that make sense? But Jericho's impossible. Speaking in a language you don't know is impossible. Laying hands on people and seeing them, that's impossible. Having revelation knowledge of God, that's impossible. Everything he will ever ask you to do is outside your ability. So he gives more grace. Grace gives you the ability to do what you cannot do. It's called undeserved, unmerited favor. Without it, even, see, if, you, if you've gotten to the place where you're showing up at Sunday because you're just, God, just hurry up and get it over. You're backslidden. And, and, and God takes his grace off you to get your attention. So you can flounder a while. And you're out there going, help me. And he goes, that's what I've been waiting on. I wanted to remind you that without me, you could do nothing. Without me, you don't know nothing. Without me, you ain't going nowhere. And I came to get your attention. I need you to get your attention. So the Bible says that he gives more grace, but he resists pride. I got this. Mm, No, you don't. All right. Six things the Lord hates. Seven are an abomination to him. What's next? A proud look. Right now in America, a lot of pride. Putin going, I'm taking Ukraine. Ukrainian, we going to whip you. There's a church in Ukraine going, help us. Makes a lot of difference. The Jews right now, surrounded by enemies. But there's Christians going, when I remind you of your word. Daniel was in Iran, Persia. He said, God, can I remind you of your promise? And God moved. Children of Israel in Egypt, impossible to get out. But they prayed. They humbled themselves under the mighty hand of God. And God got them out. America will turn when we do. Now, I, I, I want good politicians. I want good ones. I, I want them. I want God to give us good ones. But if he does it, just kill the bad ones, God. Never mind. That's my way of doing it. Sound like a mob boss, don't it? Are y'all, in, y'all understand this? The, what you're going through right now, if God don't get you out, you ain't coming out. But if you'll count it all joy, which sounds stupid, I want you to think about this. Let's go back to the wall of Jericho for a minute. God comes up. Now, the children of Israel came out of Egypt. God gave them 10 tests. They flunked them. They flunked all the tests. God went, just die out here. Their children said, no, we ain't doing that. We watched our parents. I think the younger generation coming up now, I think they're the ones who are going to take this move of God into the earth. I think they're sick and tired 
of a church without God. Okay. So here, so here the children of Israel, the, the children of the children, they're following Joshua, type of Jesus, through the Jordan River, which is a descender from above. So they came out of Egypt, Red Sea. They came through the desert. Then they came through the Jordan, baptism of the Holy Ghost, into the promised land. And here's what the man said. Walk around and don't be quiet and don't say a word. And, and the parents, had they been there, would have said, that's the dumbest thing I have ever heard in my entire life. You want us to walk around a building and not set, set and just don't just walk around and just don't say nothing. Hey, would you just mind asking how in the Sam Hill does walking around being quiet have anything to do with walls? I am not doing that. That's that how embarrassing. Gonna walk around and just walk around and we're gonna walk around. And the last day, we want you to shout. Why? The wall's gonna fall. Oh, give me a break. How in the world is my shouting going to make the walls fall? I want you to watch a move of God in this church next time people running around obeying God and the rest of them just say, I'm the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. And then when they act like a fool, act like a fool. I ain't getting up there and make a fool out myself. But I want you to pray because my job is about and my health ain't doing and everything in my life is falling apart. And I want God to help me, but I ain't getting up there and act like no fool. <laughs> and I ain't falling out in no, you ain't no fall out of there in a car. I ain't no fall out. Ain't nobody gonna push me over. Have you heard about that church? Now they running around, they've got people put, preacher pushing them down on Sunday morning. I've been there. Wow. You ever think about how dumb God sounds to the natural man? We're going to shout it down. You're going you're gonna to shout the victory? You ain't got no victory, Jack. What are you running around shouting? You sick as a dog. Get up and go to the doctor. You, 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 God ain't healed you. Ask your body how you feel. I'm asking my body's quiet. He said, shout about it. I'm going to shout about it. Woo! Glory be to God. God has heard my prayer. I am blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. Abraham, blessings of mine. Woo Glory be to God. Jesus is Lord. Tongues. How ignorant to say what you don't know what you're saying. Any intelligent person would know better. Shandai, my bow tie? What are you saying? I don't know. I was in the dentist's office the other day. The lady was in there. She was working on me, and she said something. To me. I said something about prayer. She goes, no, you don't, you don't need to pray. Oh, oh, she asked me. She gave me Novocaine, and she said, uh, are you able to talk? I said, I won't go be able to pray in tongues right now. I'm just messing with her. And she stopped and got real serious. She goes, God knows your heart. You don't need to pray in tongues. And I went, I wish I had a tongue I would talk to right now. <laughs> Do you understand how foolish in the natural for you to talk to a God 
in a language you don't know to get your prayers answered. I mean, God, I think God sits there and goes, let's do something that's really wild. Because <laughs> everybody that's intelligent won't do it. We need to find all the people who just have a real tender heart. Love Jesus with all their heart. Because they're the only ones we can get to run around, jump, scream, holler, speak in tongues. And then let's do this. Let's tell them if they give their money away, they'll have more. <laughs> then will screw some people up. That really, Jesus, wait there. That really messed up some people. <laughs> the wisdom of God is foolishness to the natural man. <laughs> Glory be to God. I told you I was ignorant. Proverbs 8, I need to read these. 8.13, by the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogant and evil way and the perverse mouth I hate it. God hates pride. Hates pride. I'm going to tell you a story right now. I was just over at a man's house about an hour before I came to church tonight that goes to this church. Someone invited him to the seven-day Adventist church to help him. I said, unless they let you preach. And, and, I, and he said, well, they were talking about how we sleep in the dirt until Jesus comes back. And I went, stop. I said, let me help you with something. They're not inviting you. They're inviting you because they want to indoctrinate you in their religion. Now, listen to me. No, uh, Galatians, Paul wrote Galatians, and, and the school students learned this. He wrote it mad. He wrote Galatians. He was mad. Anybody comes to you and preaches any gospel other than what I taught you, you let them be anathema. It ain't Jesus plus water baptism. It ain't Jesus plus Saturday. It, you, listen to me. You are not helping with the cross. Jesus, I know you died, but I got the rest of this. No, you do not. Our faith is in him. Faith in the blood. Faith in his righteousness. Faith in Jesus and what Jesus did. That's where we get our faith for healing. You're not believing for a healing. Honey, you couldn't heal a gnat. You're putting your faith in the finished work of the what Jesus did. And you said, he bore my sin. He did it for me. I All I got to do right now is just get excited about what he did. He died. He rose. He saved. He heals. He is everything I ever have been. Jesus did it. Amen. Don't come to your church and learn about going to church on Saturday or I'm going to hell. What about the man on the cross? He didn't get the, I mean, that poor sucker never got to go to church on Saturday or Monday. I'm, you know, you ought to get sick of religion. Sick of it. Man helping God. You ain't helping God. Jesus wanted your help. He, he would have had you here before he made the earth. And he made it so he only had to take him six days. Because the minute you came along, it had taken him a thousand years. And the reason Jesus went to the cross alone, and he didn't want you there helping. Do the, I got this. Boys, 
If you leave, I got this. I'll, I'll pick you up on the way back. If he wanted your help, he, well, he didn't want your help. That's why we give him glory and not you. But what? See, now I'm going to get on to you. I don't know what I'm going to do. Stop. I'm going to praise the Lord. Because you, listen, if he don't heal you, you're going to die. Never mind. And you're going to go to heaven and go, huh, what happened? Well, come over here, honey, I'll talk. You, you, you in a win-win. You get healed and live. You, you, or you don't, you die. And both of them is good. But not everybody can say that. You're the only one that can go, ha, ha, ha. Jesus is Lord. He did began a good work in me. And you know what? And, and even you, some of y'all walk around worried about how you do it. You ain't doing, you ain't, you didn't get you here. You didn't get you where you are. I mean, the, the, the knowledge you have, he gave it. And, and the desire to come tonight, he gave it. Amen. And the desire to pray, he gave it. If he didn't give you the desire to pray, you would just be a backslidden old thingamajiggy. <laughs> Do y'all know what divine dissatisfaction is? It's when an eagle takes all the fluff out of a nest so you don't, you tired of being there. Sometimes God has to pull all the fluff out and go, oh, I don't like being here. Well, then leave. Follow me. Okay, never mind. Where was I now? 16.5. Proverbs 16.5. Everyone proud of heart is an abomination to God. Though they join forces like Putin, they're going to get punished. I've been old, and I, and I have never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. If God don't keep you, you ain't getting kept. Now, if he tells you to plan, then plan. But even then, he'll give you whatever you need. All right, let's, let's, 24, 4, 24, let's A lot of times when I'm preaching on faith, and, and I realize that I'm guilty of this, I'm making it sound like you've got to do something. Well, you've got to act on his word. And then you got to do what he told you to do, which is impossible. For him, once you do it, he'll take over. Now, I'm going to tell you a story. God wanted to prove this to me. When I'm in Athens, Georgia, the Lord said, I want you to go to Ramah. I began saving money. I saved my money. And I came up with $500. I need 3000 And I'm a-praying, and I'm a-praying, oh, God, in the name of Jesus, money come. And one day the Lord said, your mama don't have a car. I said, well, what is that to me? Well, tell her to pray and believe God for her car. <laughs> I have got to go to Bible school. Apparently, I think I'm getting me there. And we all make mistakes. And I got 500, and I got, a t I got my money, and my mama ain't getting it. Never mind. So the Lord said to me, your mama don't have a car. I said, well, what's, I, I, need, I need money to go to Bible school. He said, well, what are you going to Bible school for? I said, to preach the Bible. 
He said, why do you want to preach a book you don't live? Amen. I said, that's pretty low. He said, you're leaving your mama without a car to go preach the gospel that you don't live. Buy your mama a car. Now, see, God wants me to know he's sending me to Ramah, not I'm sending me to Ramah. You see, some of y'all sitting around worrying. <laughs> Stop. If he don't keep you, you ain't getting kept. Okay, and I'm going I'm to get real personal with some of them. We have women come into church every once in a while, every once in a while. They're living with a mean man, living with a mean man. And they get born again. And they go and say, we need to get married. Well, I ain't marrying you. Oh, pastor, I can't come back to church. My boyfriend won't marry me. No, that's not good. I mean, you'll starve to death, right? Right? No. No, obeying God. You ain't going to die of obeying God. You're going to die not obeying God. I know that sounds brutal. It sounds brutal. But he's just, honey, let me tell you something. Put a ring on my finger. Me and the kids come. Where are you going? I don't have any idea. My God will meet all the money. See, see, faith, sometimes you're going to turn around and go, oh, that's scary. Oh, but disobeying God is scary to me. I, I mean, I'm, this is the way I think. This is the way I think. You know, I've, I've, I've had the Lord challenge me with a lot of stuff, and I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do that. I, I didn't ask you to do it. I just asked you to obey. I said, you're going to get me killed. No, you ain't. No, I ain't. See, this is, why, this is why people fall away from God, because they're trying to do the Bible. You ain't going to live the Bible. It is not possible. But if you'll submit, he'll give you grace. He'll give you brains. He'll give you ability. He'll give you a husband. He'll give you a wife. He'll, he'll give you anything you need as long as you've submitted and humbled yourself under the mighty hand of God. Come on, I'm preaching so good right now. I am preaching so good. Now, that may sound, now see, let's, let's talk about money. Let's talk about, Pastor, I'm going to tell you something. Just calm it down. There are women in this church, and they live on a pension. Now, shut up about the tithe. No. How much money you make, old woman? I make $87. Tithe. I will die of starvation. No, that's why you are dying of starvation. Listen, God don't need your money and I don't need your money. You need grace. You need grace. Do you understand you need favor from God? That's why the story is in the Bible about the woman who said, I got one verse all and I'm going to make me, and the preacher, the fat preacher came in and said, make me a cake. I don't think that preacher coming at old woman dying of starvation and he took her last cornbread and he ate it. Why is that story in your Bible? So you will know if you that old woman you start obeying God, your oil ain't never going to run out, baby. Your paycheck ain't never going to run out. It ain't never going to run out of nothing, glory be to God. But if you don't obey God, you ain't never going to see the glory of God. 
Humility drives out fear. Because you're afraid because you think you're doing it. But if you're going, I ain't got no way to do this. And then when God does it, you have to go, it was God. Someone asked me one time, said, how did you pastor 34 years? I didn't. I done quit a thousand times, y'all. I mean, I have quit. I wake up many a morning and go, I have no idea what I'm doing. You're going to have to help me right now. And he likes that. Because I stay on my face going, help me. Lisa looks at me and says, go pray, baby. You need to go pray, baby. Go to 1 Peter chapter 5. How am I doing for time? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. I still got some time. Is this, I ask y'all this all the time. Am I, is this healthy? Honey, you have no, it, you can make it easy or you can make it hard. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't either. Go pray. Well, I don't know where that money comes from. I don't either. Go pray. Mark Hagen's father said, there is a God and I'm not him. Don't come home asking me for money. You go to God and you find it yourself. Sometimes you have to tell your kids. Go. Lisa came to me with something. I said, go talk to your father. I told you I'd be a husband. I never told you I'd be God. <laughs> you have a lot of things you want. It's out, of my, it's out of my reach. Now, if you want the moon, you have to marry Elon. He might can hand you the moon. Or Mars or something like that. He might be able to, but never mind. Never mind. That's just ignorant things. I'm just being ignorant. First Peter chapter 5. <laughs> this scripture right here, you have no idea how much this has helped me. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves. All of you be submissive to one another. Be clothed with humility. God resists pride, and he gives grace and ability to the humble. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you in due time. He will lift you when you can't be lifted. He will take you where you cannot go. I've been watching Justin, and I remember the day, and I almost thought about getting him up here and let him preach a little bit tonight. But, you know, there was a time when Justin was doing what Justin wanted to do. And it wasn't working real well. But, you know, I wasn't going to say nothing to him. There's lots of plans. None of them were working. Until Mark Hankins looked at him and said, when are you going to obey God? And Justin will tell you that day he said, yes, grace hit him. The ability of God hit him. It ain't hitting anybody until they take a knee. God ain't never asked you to have any degree but a knee degree. You can, be, you can be dumb, ignorant, and do nothing and know nothing and still go over in life. Because God will put you over. Woo! I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying all this. You're over there laughing Tell you, you needed this. You needed it. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and He'll exalt you. Cast all your cares on Him, for He cares about you. That's not, you know, just, I mean, we're talking about give it all. God, you know, there's things you can't fix. Did you know there's people that ain't listening to you? Did you know there's things about yourself you can't fix? 
There's people that don't like you. And ain't a thing you can do about it. <laughs> this has got to be one of my favorite scriptures in the whole Bible. I'm, I read this. I mean, it's like I have to read it. Now, I'm going to tell you a story. i got a few more minutes left. Knowing that I'm called into ministry, and I promised Lisa that when she married me, she's marrying a man of God. And she knew it. She believed it, at least for a while. And then she watched me get up and go to work every day, laying block like a mason, laying block, coming home. Every day I would go off and I would pray and I would pray and I would pray. And I mean, nothing is happening quickly. I started my own ministry, kind of like Abraham did. God, get on with it, or I'm getting Hagar. I mean, you're just slow. How many of y'all have an Ishmael? How many of y'all have ever had an Ishmael? So I started Wings of Freedom, got a newsletter. We got us a computer. We got $1,500 put in. That year, I got three places, Wilson, to preach. <laughs> I didn't even take up an offering. You don't want to talk about one unhappy young man. And I went home, got on my carpet, and I went. And I opened up the scripture that I said, starting now, I will never do anything to be in ministry. You put me in, or I'm not going. I am, I am worrying myself sick, trying to make something that's supposed to be a gift that from God happen. Well, Tom invited me to come preach at his church. You know what I preached? I don't care. I might have used that word a little loosely, but I got up and says, tonight I'm going to tell you I don't care. You're sick. I don't care. You're going to hell. I don't care. I don't have a ministry. I don't care. And I got carefree. I finally got carefree. I got, I'm so tired of trying to be a minister for you. I quit. And he went, good. <laughs> Lisa will tell you it wasn't long after that, Air Mobile called me and go, want to fly? And I went, yeah, that's God. I started flying Air Mobile Ministries before long. Joe gave me his ministry, and I'm preaching. I'm shooting lobster and grouper. Baby, this is God. People are getting born again. I'm flying airplanes. I'm flying out over the Caribbean and swimming in the car. And waking up in the morning, go out for a swim and a snorkel. I'm like in the middle of the perfect will of God. I got down to Haiti, and I should never have taken Melanie with me to Haiti. I think that's what happened. Lord, so when you get back, they're going to ask you to take that shirt. I went, no, sir. He said, yeah, you're the next pastor. Let me tell you something. Doors will never open until you quit trying to be God. If you've lost your joy, it's pride. If you're fighting with people, it's pride. You ain't changing anybody. You ain't changing yourself. At least I'll tell you, that's one of my biggest issues is leave people, not, not in the, just people, leave, leave, leave them alone, leave them alone, leave them alone. 
But they're ignorant. Leave them alone. Pray for them. Leave them alone. I've gotten way more carefree. I mean, I just sing more. I actually have two songs I sing now. Lisa's working on the second one. She, she got so tired of hearing the first one, she said, you got to learn another song. Great and mighty is he. Lisa's going to learn another song. Honey, you sing that every day. She sat there the other day and tried to teach me this song. What was that song you were trying to teach me? I couldn't hit the note. I speak, I speak Jesus. Lisa's in the living room going, honey, sing it. And I went, I can't. I can't hit that note. This is a Teresa song. I said, change the song. Well, try. I speak Jesus. I said, I want to worship God, but good God, he don't even want to hear me. <laughs> I tell you, there's nothing in the world like walking around your house, just worship God because he's God. There's nothing like you just, just, just relaxing and going, you are God, you are God, you got this, you are God. Father God, I've done all I know to do. I've prayed, I've obeyed you, and I'm going to tell you right now, I give this to you. I'm not walking with it. I'm not carrying it around. If it happens, it happens. If it don't happen, it's none of my business. I'm leaving it alone in Jesus' name. Without you, I'm nothing. I can do nothing. I know nothing. But I'm not without you. But you have a plan. God has a plan for every one of us in this room. Find out what it is. Get in the middle of it. Okay, I think I'm about, I'm, I think I'm coming down to I'm winding it up. <laughs> Where do you get your worth? Where did you get it? I'm a, no, you're not. You're a new creation. I got one more script, Galatians 6, 14. Turn over there. How many of y'all have enjoyed this? I have preached myself slap happy like I always do. Don't you love the Holy Ghost? Don't you just love God, the Holy Ghost? Galatians, Galatians. Galatians 6, 14. Powerful scripture. As many as walk according to this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. No, that's not it. Verse 15. Verse 15. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but a new creation. I say, I am a new creation. So we, we, I started off by talking about who you are in yourself. That's not who you are. But all that's a mess. But everything that you are in him, I am his workmanship. I am accepted in the blood. I am the righteousness of God. I am a new creation. I have the mind of Christ and I have the wisdom of God and I'm blessed coming in. Now that's where you get wisdom. In Him. Now when it happens don't brag. Don't run around going I'll tell you what I did. <laughs> I'll tell you what you did. You stood on the word and believed God what you did. And, and listen, if you feel like a turtle on the fence post, probably because you are. I did all this tonight for this reason. We struggle too much with stuff we can't do. Let's be honest with you. Some of y'all right now, you're, you're working it. 
relax. I preach a lot on what you need to be doing. But now we're, what we're doing is we're trusting what he did. And I understand you all know that. I know you all know that. But there's a rest for the people of God. There's a rest. We fight to stay at rest. Stay at rest. If God is for me, who can be against me? My boss one time, I was working at a, um, Philip Crosby Associates, and they had a layoff. And they brought me in the office, and they had all the funeral music going. I'm outside watching all the people come out of the office. Every one of them are crying alligator tears. They are bawling. Oh, I lost my dog. I walked in there and sat down and I said, can I pray for y'all? And we went, yes. I said, well, I'm in here to get fired. He goes, oh, no, no, we would never fire anybody. I said, okay, lay me off. I said, um, he says, can we help you? I said, well, apparently you can't help yourself. I mean, your whole business is going up, belly up, and you won't. I said, what you need is prayer. I said, I'm going to pray for y'all y'all have come out of this and I said don't worry about me I'll have a job before the sun comes up in the morning because my God meets all of my needs and I, I, I went out of that office going glory to God thank you Jesus and one of the reasons they let me go is because I sang all the time and the men I was the bus driver and I'm going to tell you why I really got laid off they would want to know where the girly bars were I wasn't as wise as I am now I said, I don't know, but I can point you to a real good church. And they don't keep you around long when you talk about going to church when they're asking where the strip joints are. And then I would sit at my desk and I would sing. I knew two songs then I'd sing. And those instructors would come out and go, shut up. I say, is my voice too loud? And they go, yes. But I was happy, and I would sing without being, I mean, I just, I would just be working, and I'd start singing. And Lisa would tell me, whisper, and i go, I am whispering. I am whispering. Can I tell you one more story? I'm at Denny's one day, and a lady in the church comes in, and she's going to get married again. She said, Pastor, I need to be with you. I said, well, I don't meet with women. She goes, but... I said, well, meet me at Denny's. We met at Denny's. And I'm talking to her about marital relationships the, the second time around. Everybody at Denny's came by and shook my hand and said, we enjoyed that. <laughs> that was when it finally dawned on me. I am speaking a little louder than the average person. Say, God is good. Say, my best days are ahead. Say, starting now, I cast all my cares. I humble myself underneath your mighty hand. And you, Papa God, you will lift me up. You will change what I can't change. You will do what I can't do. You will give me knowledge I don't have. And I'll give you all the glory and all of the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. 
We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big give now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.